Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, December 31st, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 18, the italicized paragraph beginning, but the ex-problem drinker. Today's readers are LCM on the 12 Steps, Anita L. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Katie F., Janice M., and Sharon H. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, December 30th, is 8305. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Elsie M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Elsie M. from outside Philadelphia. These are the 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other alcohol, to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, LCM. And I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 traditions. 
Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from Philadelphia. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and with that, I pass. Happy New Year. Thank you, Anita L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 18, the fourth paragraph down that begins, but the ex-problem drinker. I will ask Katie F. to get us started. Good morning. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. But the ex-problem drinker who has found the solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. 
Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. That the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty that he obviously knows what he is talking about. His whole deportment shouts at the new prospect that he is a man with a real answer, that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing whatever except the, except <clears throat> the sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no fees to pay, no axes to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions we have found most effective. After such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. And I love this um, section because that is exactly what we're doing on this line. I can uh, assure you that whatever you're going through, there's a very good chance that someone on this line, if not me, has gone through what you're going through. And, you know, that was my problem when I was in disease is that I always thought that my problems, my situations were so unique that, um, you know, if you, were, if you were walking in my shoes, you would eat too. And I always uh, picked up the food before I picked up the solution. And I would then be pounding, you know, my hand on the counter saying, how this happened again? Because I never gave it a chance. I never gave this recovery process a chance that it would actually work, even for me. And now, you know, when someone calls me, um, whatever they're going through, I can relate to it, you know, almost to a fault, (laughs) you know, that I can relate to whatever anyone is going through. And I can tell you that, yes, it is possible to not pick up the food going through whatever you're going through, that you don't have to plummet yourself back down that cliff into an abyss, into the quicksand of this disease. And I... You know, I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that for many years I sat in these rooms and didn't think that it was really possible that my life, since I had started at such an early age, I didn't think that it was possible that I could change the course of my life. Um, But now, having been abstinent for uh, quite a few years, I can tell you that um, this is what works. And, you know, I was sharing with someone yesterday that uh, someone at work who I haven't known very long, she was telling me something about her kids who are the same age as my kids, and I just thought, wow, her kids sound perfect, you know, and comparing them to my kids. But, you know, that's not what we do in these rooms. I talk to people that I've known for a long time, and I know the highs and lows that they've had with their kids. Um, I believe them. I believe that... um, even though, you know, something may not be going right for me today, that it will get better. And I have people, I have resources of every imaginable uh, scenario that people can walk through these things with me. And, you know, I'm not just um, just the guide. I also need to be guided. And that's the beautiful thing about this program is that we don't graduate, we don't become the president of OA and we no longer need um, uh, to have the help from our fellows. I still need that on a daily basis. I give and I get. And it only works because we are all ex-problem drinkers. And with that, I'll press. Thanks. Thank you, Katie F. Um, We are going to focus our sharing on the second paragraph that Katie read. Who would like to share? 
This is Bella Can I Share? Reva P. G and Larry K. And who else? Reva P. Reva P. I'm sorry, can you speak again after Reva? Kim G. Kim G. Paula M. Okay, here's what I have. Bella G, Larry K, Reva P, Kim G, Paula D, and Leia M. Did I miss anyone? Okay, let's start then with Bella G. Bella, press star one to unmute. Oh, good morning. I'm sorry. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. That man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty. Wow. And this is exactly what brought me into the program. I remember my first meeting into the OA I saw that lady that she looked so nice, so beautiful, so put together, and so much not overweight. And when I saw her, I said, wow, this lady is coming to the OA. She doesn't understand what I am going through. She doesn't know what I am, what I am going, what I am having in my life. She cannot talk to me about overweight. And then when she started to talk, wow. And then when she said yes, that she had lost 150 pounds, and I went over to her and we started to talk, I said to myself, wow, she's exactly like me. Wow, she's going through the same thing in life. And this what brought me into the program. And I said, if she can do it, I can do it too. And it's a reminder also for me now as a sponsor that yes, I am a recovered person and yes, I am living the steps and still, Bella, remember, I am not perfect and I will never be perfect. And yes, sometimes I have my hard times and I have my struggles, and I need people, the support from people, you know, and this is the beautiful of the program that I give and get at the same time. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. And Larry K., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Larry K., recovered compulsive reader um, from Chicago. Um, you know, I remember not so many years ago um, sitting in the cafeteria of the old Elmhurst Memorial Hospital. It was about uh, 20 miles west of Chicago. That hospital since closed. And I was meeting with a man uh, a couple hours prior to an OA meeting at that location, and, and he had agreed to sponsor me. And like many newcomers, I was confused about what that meant. Um, he was the first person to crack open the big book with me and, and share its contents with me. And this was a man who obviously knew what he was talking about. In fact, yes, his whole deportment reflected to me uh, in no uncertain terms that, that he was a man with a real answer. I mean, he didn't preach to me. Um, 
he just sincerely wanted to be helpful. And after the two hours spent together, he didn't require that I pay him, uh, nor did he shame me or lecture me or, or demand anything in return. And while, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, magically sprinkled with pixie dust, um, I was offered hope. You know, this guy offered hope. This guy, you know, for many years uh, had not found it necessary to, to pick up his bin substance. You know, it's these very conditions, in my opinion, that, that proved to be the hand of God beginning to penetrate my heart and psyche, you know. And, you know, when we're blocked from the sunlight of the spirit, um, as I clearly was at that time, it would take compassion. It would take tolerance, love, uh, clear guidance to, to break through the barriers of, of my ego and false pride. You know, they say when the, when the student is ready, the, the teacher will appear. You know, in other words, um, the acceptance and understanding come when, when we're ready. And I saw for the first time what was right in front of me, the, the problem um, that was laid out, then a clear solution. And, and for some reason, this, this guy had my attention. You know, when we're ready to see who we are and what we ought to be doing to experience change, you know, we're ready. What is it? Does it come at 20, 50, 80? You know, the, 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 you know, I was so much older then. I'm younger than that now. <clears throat> there was an old lyric um, thank God for, for Alcoholics Anonymous because this program, you know, is transformative and it had to, the message was carried by someone with that tolerance and compassion and love. And that, that made a huge difference in my life because if you had shamed me, if you had, you know, uh, judged me, um, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on the line here. I probably wouldn't be alive, but thank God, uh, the person had, uh, you know, love and tolerance were his, his codes that he lived his life by and carrying the message to me. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. <clears throat> Thank you, Larry Kay. And Reva P., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, I so appreciate this paragraph because the power of this program um, to me was the attractiveness of not just the people who were at slim body weights when I walked into my first meeting, but the people who had the aura of ease and contentment irregardless of what was going on in their lives. Because um, not everybody uh, shared that you know everything was hunky-dory. And what strikes me in this paragraph is that the power is one compulsive overeater who is the same real compulsive overeater as me. The same difficulty means allergy of the body. Somebody can relate to the fact uh, that I have this allergy of the body and more so somebody has the same insane mind as me. Um, I never knew that there were other people that had the same uh, crazy thinking that I had. I didn't even know what my thinking was because I was so numbed out and blocked by food. Um, so definitely um, that is a draw to get me um, in. And then the whole deportment shouts, yelling at me, look at this power of example. Look at the transformation. Look at what happens when somebody works the program as outlined in the big book. So the real answer 
is that this is a person who has recovered, who has gone through the steps and has all kinds of challenges in their life. Um, Because I always think, you know, poor me, I have it worse than you, if you only knew. Um, But there are people who have the same kinds of things. And they are content and accepting and not just band-aiding with, oh, you know, everything's fine, let's just have some positive thinking here. Um, So I just shared a step 10 the other day, and I am amazed at the relief and the ease that comes from doing the work with another person who has been there, done that, but is working the steps through it. And um, that's what it says. These are the essential elements. So that's what I'd like to share, and I pass. Thank you, Reva P. And Kim G., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. That his whole deportment shouts at the new prospect. He is a man with a real answer. I mean, I love that, a real answer. I have to be honest, my experiences, I often, I thought that, I, that the best that I could hope for was some temporary respite. And I just want to share a couple experiences. In my first 17 years in OA, um, actually this is a sponsee's experience. She, she was an AA. She comes to her first OA meeting. The person leading the meeting is, is morbidly obese. She and says that she is now two weeks absent, and the room goes crazy clapping for her. And she's looking around like, two weeks? That's it? And after the meeting, the woman came up to her and said, Honey, this is Overeaters Anonymous. Sometimes the best we can hope for is just two weeks. That was, that was the message. I was at a retreat um, a few, couple years ago, and the person leading the, the um, workshop was morbidly obese, said her current abstinence is 90 days. However, she has had six breaks. So basically, she's been abstinent for 20 years and is morbidly obese. That was the message that was being carried. One of the messages that was carried to me was relapse is a part of recovery, so expect to relapse. Is that a real answer? You know, I, 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 when I first heard that we're recovered, I bristled. But let me tell you, recovered is the most humble thing that I say today. Because when I say I'm recovered and I have a real answer, it's because I'm not doing it. God is doing for me what I could not do for myself. It is the most humble thing I say. When I would say I was recovering in the rooms, it was because Kim was doing something. I was hustling. I was doing activities. I, 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 I. That was an ego-driven way, and that's why I had experienced temporary respite. So what is the real answer? The real answer is we have this twofold illness. The answer to abstinence, I mean to the allergy, is you have to abstain 100%. The only relief we have to suggest is entire abstinence. And if that is good enough for you and you can get happy, joyous, and free from that, you do not need Overeaters Anonymous. The second part of our illness is the mental obsession, and the answer to that is the steps. Plain and simple, steps in a connection with a higher power. And if you have that real answer of getting abstinence, and then having the, the mental obsession removed. Let me tell you, my reality today is I do not have to avoid people, places, and things. I do not white-knuckle it. I do not have slips. I am not sloppy with my food. And I am not a slave to abstinence. That is the real answer. And when someone told me that was possible, I began to feel there was hope that I didn't have to live in the endless cycle of relapse and recovery, relapse and recovery, relapse and recovery. And with that, I pass. 
Thank you, Kim G. And Paula D., please go ahead. Press star one, Paula, to unmute. Whoa, well, I will thank you again since I was muted last time. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. This would be Paula D., recovered compulsive overeater, written by the grace of God. And, you know, I'm going to scoot on down here because uh, what we read was just so impactful on my life, but on others' lives. That's what we're talking here. This is where we come. And that part, yeah, the new prospect that he is a man with the real answer, comma, that he has no attitude of holier than thou, comma, Nothing whatever, no comma, except a sincere desire to be helpful. That's it. Now we're going to go on from there with even more guidance here. The desire to be helpful. Page 89, the bottom of the page. You screwed on right on down to that last line. To be helpful is our only aim. That's it. I'm not here to win friends and influence people. Oh, no, I'm not. And it says right there. And look at what it goes on. And then I love this. No people to please. No. No lectures to be endured. (laughs) Haven't we all endured them? If we could only turn around as we leave and watch, I think you will see them put their hand to their forehead and go, she's gone. And then it goes on. These are the conditions we have found most effective to be helpful. That's it. To lend strength where there is none. This is Mr. Webster speaking here. A means toward effecting a purpose. What's your purpose here? To aid. We come here after such an approach. Many take up their beds and walk again. I may not know that. But how I come in and how I leave and what I leave is huge. Is to be helpful my only aim? I don't know when or what happens, but I want you to know that I meet you where you are because I was there. I was there. That is what we bring, to let them know you were there, you know, and they'll know. Because we transmit, we read it every day. What do we transmit? You can't transmit something you haven't got. But you sure can't transmit something you got. That's what we do. I want to thank you for this time. Each and every time we go, and each and every time we speak, to be helpful is our only aim. Thank you again, and with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. And Leah M., please go ahead. Thank you very much. Kathy, that the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty. Um, The big book is very specific here. It's the ex-problem drinkers that carry the message uh, to those who are still suffering. Uh, Why is that? (laughs) Well, uh, you know, God uses recovered people. We have recovered and have been given the power to help others is the language that the text uses. And why is that? Well, we're the experts in this particular field. I mean, we we are compulsive overeaters, and we have recovered. And that's a very specific, unique group of people, and it offers hope. I mean, when Bill received, uh, you know, a visit from his old friend, 
his drinking buddy, Ebby. Ebby arrived on Bill's doorstep one day with a message, an answer, a real answer, and delivered that to Bill, who was hungover and floundering in the throes of his alcoholism. And Ebby was living proof that some power greater than himself had allowed him to now be sober and free. And that's exactly what recovered people offer to those who are still suffering. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's our job. It's our responsibility. It's our obligation. We're God's agents, so to speak. I mean, if you have a toothache, uh, you go to a dentist. You know, you don't visit the local podiatrist uh, for that condition. Or if your car needs some repair, you don't go to your local pharmacy. So, you know, we are a specific, unique group of people because we had uh, that same difficulty. And yet, our lives have been transformed as a result of a spiritual awakening, a psychic change that's sufficient to overcome compulsive overeating. And I come to those who are still suffering and say, you know, something came between me and compulsive overeating more than 28 years ago and has been there ever since. And that's called the recovery process. That's called a power greater than myself that allows me the stability. Uh, and the contentment to live freely. And if the problem is that you're powerless over food and that you're tired of living in an unmanageable life, we have a recovery process for you too, where sanity will be returned, where your problem with food will be driven out, where you'll be uh, given a sixth sense beyond the five senses that you're used to being dominated by, that you'll be given grace to maintain that fit spiritual condition. Because if you're a compulsive over either looking for a way out we know exactly where you're coming from because that's where we came from too and we were given i was given this big book of called alcoholics anonymous and i practiced practiced these steps with the help of someone who was able to guide me and i had a spiritual awakening and a personality change and i do not live that way anymore and if you don't want to be that way anymore then you can do what i did and let us take you by the hand and let us walk with you you can apply the steps and you too can have a spiritual awakening and then you can carry a message and with that I pass thanks thank you Leah M Carol G okay so we'll take a few more Carol G and who else Nancy J Nancy J Basa O Basa O anyone else Amy H Amy H Anyone else? Okay, let's take those four. We have Carol G, Nancy J, Vasa O, and Amy H. Please go ahead, Carol G. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for your service. It's Carol G, Recovered uh, Compulsive Overeater. Good morning, Vision, for you, and uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Day, Happy New Moment, Happy New You. Um my vision of pick up thy bed and walk, I loved that. I always remember I would turn to that page, pick up thy bed and walk, and my vision of that was to lie on the floor, cry, sob until my stomach hurt, my eyes were falling out, and imagine how I'd be when I got up sober, when God had changed me, and then I'd lift myself up from the floor and find that the magic trick had just not happened, and it might sound as if I'm looking back and being unkind to myself, but that's really what I believed. I didn't realize I was, I was, I was looking for a miracle, not a magic trick. Um, miracles kind of grow inside me. 
I think they're growing everyone, and I think they're there. It's just uncovering them and finding them. Um, and when I was reading this paragraph this morning with you, I, w- I realized that I was terrified of abstinence. I was hated abstinence. The word abstinence made me bristle because I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And one day, a woman traveled down from Scotland to where I live, just to my home, gro- to my home group, and she said to me, without any lectures, she just simply said, Carol, you're trying to separate your binge food ingredients into categories, into dangerous, not so dangerous and those that I can still get away with you're not in sugar anonymous you're in overeaters anonymous and I was like oh (laughs) thank you um I had the utmost respect for the sugar that's going to kill me but I didn't have any problem with cheese or fat or other kinds of things that I were eating and I was basically self-willing my abstinence and that's why I was terrified and after I met that woman from Scotland that day I picked up my bed and walked and not in the way that I ever ever imagined I picked up my bed and walked I walked out of that room I came onto the computer somebody had given me a message that I could go on the computer and and get into lots of meetings now and I walked right into the arms of vision for you and I came into this study group and I had a spiritual experience because I followed these directions and I listened to the solution and thank you, everybody, for being there for me, and I pass. Thank you, Carol G. And Nancy J., please go ahead. Press start one. Yes, thank, good morning, everyone. Good morning, fellow visionaries. This is Nancy J., grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Philadelphia. Um, I love this program. I'm so grateful to AA. I'm so grateful to OA. Um, I celebrated my two years of abstinence December 18th, and that is nothing short of miraculous. Could not have done that without God and OA and AA, and I thank you. Um, I came into the program in March of 2013, finally beaten down, not knowing not knowing anything about compulsive overeating, but knew I, I got a problem. And someone was nice enough in the meeting to give me a packet. And then I went to another meeting. And it was at that meeting that I saw, and what I realize now, what I saw, what attracted me really was a joy. Two people who had one long-term abstinence of 33 years, one, two years, but the way they spoke, the way, the, the joy in their face, the sparkle in their eyes, oh, the love. And then they read the promises. And I remember thinking, oh, God, can that be true for me? And I found a sponsor who is just wonderful. And she said to me, I'm a hard worker. You're going to have to work hard. And at this point in my life, I said, okay, I'm ready. I'll do whatever it takes. And she wasn't kidding. Talk about hard work. But as I did the work, I started seeing differences in my life. I recognized God was doing for me what I could not do for myself. And my sponsor was guiding me. And sometimes she'd tell me things I didn't want to hear because they're not there to tell me what I want to hear. They're telling me here that my sponsor's telling me what I need. And I'm so grateful because I know she will tell me what I need to hear even though I don't want to. In two years, to, on the 18th, I picked up my bed and I'm walking. And I'm so grateful, so grateful for a vision for you because she told me to call and I, I was resistant. I didn't want to. And when I listened, I got it. I heard it. 
and I love this program, and I love OA, and I love AA. Thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Nancy J. And Vasa O., please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Thank you, Kathy, for... Um, uh, uh, Vasa, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Press star one, Vasa. Can you hear me now, Kathy? Oh, now I can hear you. Thank you. I'm sorry about that. But anyways, Happy New Year to every one of you, and thank you, Kathy, for your service, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive Ovita calling from Florida. And I love this paragraph here, that the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty that he obviously knows what he is talking about. And that was the, that was um, what I found out on my on my Abby. He knew or she knew exactly what she was talking about, and I knew, and she knew what I was going through myself. But what I found out, um, like there's no pressure. It's just no fees to pay. That was very, very exciting for me, no money to pay, no access to grind. Nobody was going to kill me whether I stayed or lived there or, or left there. No people to please. You know, I didn't have to please anything. This was for me. No lectures to be endured. These are the conditions we had found most effective. After such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. And I've shared so many, so many times that this was my last place. This was my last hope, you know, that uh, if I kept on doing what I was doing, I was just going to die. And, and, for me, it was just to surrender. That was the key, just to surrender to my power, which I call God today, to the program, the 12 steps, the, you know, the big book, the way it's laid out. And as I said many times, I had no clue. I just did not understand so much. I remember seeing the same people at the beginning. I'm saying, what? Why are they staying here? They've lost their weight, you know? And then I'm judging people that are struggling with the food that have been there for many years. Well, how, why are they just still struggling? Don't they hear it? Well, no, they were not hearing the message, you know. They really, and I, I, they still don't hear it because I go to some of the meetings and I try to talk about the big book, you know. Whether they hear it or not, it's not on my business. I need to hear it and I need to pass it on. Thank you and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Amy H., you'll be our last share before we move on. Thank you. Press Thank you very one. much. Hi, okay. here I am. Great. Um, Amy H. in Ohio, uh, recovered from compulsive overeating. That the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty, that he obviously knows what he's talking about, that his whole deportment shouts at the new prospect that he's a man with a real answer, that he has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing whatever except the sincere desire to be helpful. This is a guide for looking for a step sponsor. It's also a guide for sponsorship. Uh, And I have to uh, concede, uh, my dear fellows, that I have not always behaved in this way, um, that I have been holier than thou, um, that I have not exhibited the sincere desire to be helpful, that I've had my axes to grind, uh, 
uh, and that that hasn't been very successful, that that approach hasn't been very successful. And, um, uh, you know, I, I learn every time I sponsor, and the more that I remind myself that um, I am here to be of service, that I am here to really hollow myself out in this in this way and to just be a channel for the message that was so generously given to me um, and passed on to, be, to me by my sponsor and the time that she takes with me and the gentle spirit in which she speaks to me. Um, I remember one woman saying to me, boy, I'm never coming to Overeaters Anonymous again because you guys are so preachy. And uh, guilty as charged, holier than thou. Um, uh, and I always need to be clear on where I'm at and, and continue living in 10, 11, and 12 so that I stay spiritually safe, so that I am a clean mirror to transmit God's message, which is written down in this big book, These Steps to Recovery, to finding a spiritual awakening that will relieve us of our obsession with food. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Amy H., and we're going to move on now to the next paragraph. Janice M., will you read that for us? This is Rosalind C., may I share? Um, Rosalind, we'll have you stay after Janice reads, okay? okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you to you, Kathy, and everyone, and Happy New Year. Um, my name is Janice M. I'm from Massachusetts, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. None of us makes a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. We feel that the elimination of our drinking is but a beginning, a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. All of us spend much of our time of our spare time in this sort of effort which we are going to describe. A few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all their time to the work. All right. Um, You know, we just finished the previous paragraph. I just want to make an analogy. It says, after such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. And if you notice it, we only do that when we have a spiritual awakening because we have an illness. You know, ill people stay in bed. They're not awoke. You know, they can't even get out of bed. But, you know, after, after we practice these principles by the steps, then we can walk again. And this is what it's saying, and they're talking about the guide here that says none of us quit their jobs and do this work and help other people go through these steps. We don't quit our job, you know. Um, it's, you know, entirely. Um, but it, do we think that even if you did and did this, that the results of the amount of people or who gets it will have any effect on the result of a spiritual awakening? It doesn't matter because God's doing this for us. Um, we're not doing it as a guide for other people. We're just guiding them. And, and they talk about it, that, that the abstinence is just a beginning. It's a beginning. It's not the solution. 
you know. Um, boy, when I was abstinent, just abstinent and not recovered, uh, boy, my my demonstrations were, were, were worse, <laughs> were worse. I didn't demonstrate and have a good attitude and um, behave differently. So the solution is here, a much more important demonstration of our principles. The principles are the codes of contact that conduct that I received and act and apply on a daily basis, um, and I get them from the steps. So it says you, you, it must be eliminated. You know, our binge foods have to be eliminated before we can even embark on the steps. So we're going to practice. This is the goal, is to practice these principles. Notice, like Paula said, the karma. The first one is in our homes. <laughs> Hardest place to use this. Occupation, second and then affairs. Then it says all of us, well, first it says none of us makes a soul vacation, but all of us spend much of our spare time trying to carry this message. We cannot carry the message if we don't have the message to carry. And the message is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. And then a few are fortunate enough, like myself, to be retired you know, I didn't say, oh, you know, I think I'll retire now and then I'll go to OA and, you know, uh, read the big book with somebody every day. That wasn't my plan. <laughs> but fortunate enough, it says I am fortunate enough that I am retired and I can spend most of my time, you know, doing this work, but I have to balance my time. I do have a family, so I do that also. So I can give nearly all of my time you know, um, a lot of my time. My husband might say that it's too much time, but that's okay. Um, that's why how I stay recovered by carrying this message, not just by being abstinent. So uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Um, Hi, Kathy. Can you add Charles H. Amy G. Amy G. Amy G. Amy G. Amy G. Amy G. I have Roslyn, and I didn't get your last name initial. Charles H., Amy G., Renata G. Renata. Nessa R. Nessa R. Okay. Lynn S. Okay. Lynn S., we're going to stop there because I don't know if we'll get to all of you. Okay, Roslyn, please go ahead and give me your last name, first initial. Hi. Thank you for allowing me to share. This is Rosalind C. from Ohio. And um, I, I just wanted to say that I, first of all, was grateful to all the people who poured into my life um, uh, in the Vision for You and, and in a period, all the sponsors that took time to um, guide and, and instruct and, and uh, show me the way. And... Um, wanted to say thank you for that, but also to recognize that as a new prospect, we we come in and, and we're broken. We are definitely broken, and we're looking and we're searching, and we see in... in uh, I lost Roslyn. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm on intercom, and, and it's breaking up. But I'm sorry. But anyway, we, we look for the help um, that you guys have uh, so freely given and the knowledge that you have to lead us. 
and because of that today um i'm i'm um sewing back into the program because I understand the process um it's it is not an application for me um it has now become a part of uh, what I do daily and um and again, I just want to thank all those that took the time, all the sponsors that uh guided me and and uh and gave me a word, all the people that I po- talked to when I did 10 Steps uh, that uh, showed me I could call names, but I want, but I want to just say thank you to all of you and thank God for uh, Overeaters Anonymous and this big book. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Rosalind C. Charles H., please go ahead. I'd like to say thank you, Kathy Kay, for your continued service, and I want to say good morning to all the visionaries and, um, you know, yeah, we we ain't with no resolution business. We know what that. Well, I know what that got me. I I, don't, I make a decision every day by the grace of God, and I thank you. Um, so I, I like to speak to where it says none of us make a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. Um, we feel that the elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. Uh, that th- this section of there's a solution, it just looks like it's mirrored um, with the doctor opinion. Like, you know what? Like, I, I, I have the type of uh, occupation where I can have this big book crack open. And you know what? I could read this big book all day, but if I'm not practicing the principles in it, you know, I, I take a lot of people through the doctor's opinion, and I'm grateful to do that, right, because every single time I do that, it, 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 it reassures me that, you know what, Charles, if you get a bright idea and start thinking this disease is cute, you're going to be in trouble. So you know what, like, yeah, the food is, the first thing is the food's got to be down. You know, a lot of people talk to me, you know, and like Larry always says, no wonder Larry hate me. No, I'm just joking. They They always say, um, you know, can you help me put the food down? Can I pray to God? You can pray all you want. You got to make that Noah walk by yourself. You got to make that walk by yourself. And I don't sugarcoat it for them because that's the that first step is the deepest, it's the roughest, it's the toughest, but it's the greatest. Because once you put that food down, um, then you can make it, you, you know, you make the decision right there when you put that food down. So I think it's one, two, and three because you trust in a, a power greater than yourself because me, myself, I couldn't put pancakes down. I couldn't put pizza down. I'd be, you know, the people around my family talking about this and that and food. I'm talking about what meeting am I going to tonight? Where am I going to carry the message tonight to somebody that's going to be face down in, in, in some substances, right? So, yeah, it's the, it's the elimination, but don't discredit yourself. You know, don't don't you know? You made a big accomplishment by putting that food down, newcomer. Because I know what it will, what it, what it is. It's tough to do that. However, get grab somebody's hand quick. The big book is going to tell you as you keep going on that we need to go through this quick. That's why we need to go through the steps quick because that white knuckle ain't going to last for a long time. It, you know, the food's going to look good, and you ain't going to have nothing to uh, support you against that first one. One is too many, and a thousand is never enough. Y'all already know what it is. Happy holidays. I'm closing off. Thank you, Charles H. Amy G., go ahead, please. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you, everyone who shared. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. 
I too wanted to jump in on that phrase, elimination of our drinking is, you know, is, is just the beginning. But if you think about it, what is the beginning? If I'm going to write a story, there has to be a beginning. If I'm going to build a building, I build a foundation. If I'm going to start a recovery process, it has to start somewhere. And for me, it has to be the elimination of my binge foods. It has to be an abstinent food plan. It has to have boundaries around my trigger foods. I mean, I am a compulsive overeater. That is what I do. So in order to be free of that, I cannot have to work these steps and find the rewards and the promises of this program, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery, a way to stop the cessation of the mental twist and the mental obsession that kept driving me back to the food regardless of how I knew it was killing me. In order to start that whole process, I had to have a beginning. And what that was was the willingness to be willing to take action and be separated and have, go through the discomfort and the withdrawal of being separated from my binge foods and what is going to continue to keep boundaries around my food plan. You know, we're talking about carrying the real answer. And for me as a sponsor, I do a disservice if I only talk about the steps in the recovery. I can't have two gods, food and then the program. I don't eat my way through the steps and find myself just miraculously sprinkled with pixie dust and recovered because I'm willing to work the steps, but I'm not willing to put down the food. I have to be willing to surrender implicit, implicit in step one, admitted I was powerless over, my, over food and that my, my, my life is unmanageable. Implicit in that is my willingness to surrender and take action with the substance that I am addicted to. And that substance I'm addicted to are those foods and those food ingredients. I have to figure out a way to put boundaries around those foods so that I'm not triggered by them and so that then I can then do what Charles said, is grab on quick to this recovery program and start the process of working the steps so I don't let my twisted thinking bring me back to the food. So as a sponsor, there is focus on food with my sponsee because I don't assume that my sponsees know what it is to be abstinence or even know what abstinence is. I sure as hell didn't know. I just knew I, was, I couldn't stop eating. I was willing to admit powerlessness, but what was I then to do? I then had to figure out what that elimination was for me and a program that helped me do that, and that's what you all did. You all saved my life with the cessation. The elimination had to be the beginning first, and upon that foundation, and surrender to step one and a power greater than myself, which was you all and this program, then I could be in the process of recovery. Thanks for letting me share. I'll pass. Thank you, uh, Amy G. Uh, Renata, you're going to be our last share today. We only have two minutes. And Ness and Lynn I will join us after the break. Okay, Renata, please go ahead. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. Good morning, family. Renata G., Recovered Compulsive Aid in Istanbul. You know, I want to break this paragraph in half here. Like, you know, um, when I came to program, I thought the first part of this uh, text, you know, the elimination of our drinking, uh, I thought, you know, abstinence was my solution, like others have shared, you know, it's just the beginning. Of course, it's very important and it's, it's you know, it's essential. I can't uh, follow through with the program if I'm not absent, but, you know, this is, um, you know, a much more important demonstration of our principles life before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. And that's what, you know, the real solution is for me today. 
you know, I need to practice the principles of this program, you know, these 12 steps every day in all of um, my affairs, you know, there has to be a change. My thinking had to be changed. Otherwise, you know, I wasn't able to be abstinent. Wherever I went, you know, my mind came with me and would always convince me to go back to the food. And so, you know, I found the real answer in practicing the principles of this steps in all my affairs, you know, with my family, at work, and, you know, in everyday life. Because when I was just abstinent, just trying to keep the food down on my own, that never worked. It was just another diet. The whole difference about this program for me is really, you know, this steps every day, you know, it's not something I did or something I do on occasion, it's, it's, it's part of my life, you know, if I want to live, I need to practice this principle in all my affairs every day, and uh, with that, I pass, thanks. Thank you, Renata G. It's now time for us to close the meeting, and I hope Nessa R. and Lynn S. can join us um for the second half of unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. Closing. Thank you, everyone, who has shared. Um, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Sharon H., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thank you, uh, Kathy. This is Sharon H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something that you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.